0: Welcome to Lectionary Living, a way of centering around the Sunday readings and applying the scriptures to everyday life. I'm Barbara Lehman, and today I'll talk about the readings for Sunday, February 14th. The story of the Transfiguration is an important one, read every year on the last Sunday before Lent. Featuring Jesus, three disciples, two Old Testament leaders, a voice from a cloud, a mountaintop, and some very strange weather, it's a tribute to all that goes into gaining perspective. An interesting detail is the choice of the Old Testament characters. Who, would you have guessed, would be present for this summation of all that has happened and the discernment of what was to come in Jesus' life? Moses, surely, but who else? Maybe Abraham, patriarch of the faith? Or Joshua, responsible for moving the work of Moses forward? Maybe Isaiah, that great prophet who seemed to anticipate what was ahead? Well, none of the the above. Instead, the other figure on the mountaintop is Elijah. Elijah was one wild and crazy guy. Harry, with a leather belt around his waist, he was apt to do the unexpected First off, he was big on telling the truth, alienating King Ahaz and his wife Jezebel. Second, he took huge risks. For instance, when he fled from Ahaz in 1 Kings 17, he told the widow he'd taken refuge with to use up all her remaining food to make a meal. The third thing about Elijah is that he could deliver the goods. When the widow's son died, Elijah brought him back to life. Another Elijah story perhaps gives more insight into how he was chosen by central casting for the transfiguration event. Going to King Ahaz, who could have had him killed on the spot, he challenges him to a cosmic duel of sorts. He asks Ahaz to assemble everyone on Mount Carmel, people and prophets, both of Yahweh and of Baal and Asherah, the local gods. Once there, he goes to the people and asks one question. How long will you go limping with two different opinions? Now, the content of the rest of this story may be unsettling to some. It's a high stakes, winner takes all situation where animals are prepared for sacrifice, and the question is whose god can make the fire to burn the offering? Losers are to be killed. The prophets of the local gods attempt to invoke their power through parading around the altar, saying incantations, And cutting themselves. Elijah mocks them and they try harder. Nothing happens. Elijah then works hard to set up his altar, building it deep and wide and dousing it thoroughly with water. In the end, Elijah calmly says a two-sentence prayer and his offering is consumed by fire. It's a great story and a fun read. More to the point though, it's a story describing what motivated Elijah. His deeply held principle about serving one God, and one God only, seems to have given him an abundance of energy and focus. It bothered him, for instance, to hear folks make allusions to the local God, who is said to control the rain and the dew. It bothered him that the king had married a woman with ties to these local cults. He saw how the mixed allegiances weakened the people, limping with two different opinions. A moment came in Elijah's life when he lost his momentum. Hiding in a cave, he does not find it, although powerful winds, an earthquake, and a fire rage outside. Finally, it comes to him again as a still small voice. Here is the task and the challenge of growing up. Recognizing what one is loyal to, when it has lost its luster, is a necessary step towards integrity. It belongs in the transfiguration story where Jesus searched and found his own motivation to stay the course. In today's reading from 1 Kings, Elijah's chief disciple, Elisha, is accompanying him on the last day on earth. In a humble moment, Elijah asks Elisha what he might do for him before he goes. When Elisha identifies what he wants, a double share of that spirit of Elijah's, Elijah responds that he cannot guarantee this. Elijah had much to offer, to teach, to give, but motivation comes from within. With it comes an abundance of energy, a host of problems, and the greatest stories ever told. Here are some questions to reflect on this week. I use these to try to focus on what I'm trying to do with my life. After the questions, I close with a verse from the psalm for the week. In the morning... What do I have energy for today? In the evening, when was I limping with two different opinions? How do I find clarity? Psalm 50, verse 1, the Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting.